Sakina, you know what? Now I'm starting to question my comment about you being my muse. <laughs> you <laughs> jinxed it. You jinxed, jinxed it. Yeah, jinxed it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, not. So we had the hat trick yesterday. So maybe asking for four in a row might be <laughs> might be quite uh, optimistic. Um, we had mining production numbers out from South Africa yesterday, uh, contracting on a year-on-year basis, down by 4.4 percent, uh, and again, very much just sustaining this negative trend that we have had in mining. Uh, because I'm so hell bent on just continuing to try and give you some good news on South Africa. I mean, the fact of the matter is that we have still had a material uplift in terms of our terms of trade. Uh, that's actually improved, and they're currently the highest they've been since around September last year. Now, what are the terms of trade? That's the relative prices of the goods that we export compared to the prices of the goods that we import. And so that has certainly improved, and, and, and for as long as that continues to, to, to look better, uh, it's certainly going to continue giving us some sort of relief uh, on our trade deficit, which has now actually moved into a trade surplus. So, you know, mining, obviously, we are still quite exposed in terms of the, the makeup of our exports, specifically to that mining sector. It remains a sector that remains quite hard hit. Uh, the main thing here for me is, remember, this is still just data for May. Uh, we are now in August, uh, or we'll be going into August, and we'll be going into that wage negotiation phase in the mining industry specifically. Uh, that becomes very important in terms of informing, I guess, the health of the industry and the sustainability of the industry going forward, as well as informing inflation expectations. So for now, I think the market, you know, pretty much primed for, for, for a little bit of disappointment from that mining sector. By and large, if you have a look at the expectations, they were quite downbeat. Uh, but I think the focus is going to shift on what is the outcome of this wage negotiation uh, that will be set over the course of the coming months. That, for me, will be a lot more important in terms of infer, uh, informing the future trajectory of the industry as a whole. And then the Bank of England, Mohammed, uh, surprising the markets by not effecting a rate cap? Very much so. I mean, two surprises this week from the UK. You know, if you have a look at the setup there, we, we obviously had Theresa May, who appointed an unknown person to her finance ministry, and that kind of unsettled market somewhat. And then yesterday, Mark Carney from the BOE coming out, not high, uh, not cutting rates as the market actually expected. I mean, we discussed this. I think that was pretty much priced into the market, uh, but also not delivering on any additional stimulus. And so what happened is subsequent to that announcement, we've actually seen the pound rally quite considerably. It's now around 135 to the U.S. dollar. Um, I get the sense they're trying to keep their MO dry. If you actually have a look at the comment that they put out on the BOE website, because there wasn't a press conference after this particular meeting, uh, they actually indicated that uh, if they detect that the economy requires it, that they still leave the door open for stimulus at their August meeting. So for now, markets just basically push their expectations out to August, but that's surprise leading to a little bit of strength coming through in the pound. And obviously that makes uh, the, the pound rare exchange rate uh, look a little bit worse than it's been over the course of the last couple of weeks. And then just finally, Mohammed, uh, the Chinese GDP, as we heard there, um, uh, beating the market expectation. Yeah, this, this, I guess, is, is already being supportive of risk appetite in Asia, as you mentioned in your intro. So we had Chinese GDP coming out at 6.7%. Remember, this is for the second quarter. The market had expected it to slow marginally to 6.6%, so beating market expectations there. Uh, the important thing, though, is if we have a look at retail sales there, you know, still in the double digits, above 10% up on a, on, on a year-on-year basis, and industrial production also improving up 6% on a year-on-year basis. Now, I know a lot of people are still quite skeptical 
around the, the quality of Chinese data and the ability to trust that Chinese data. But the fact of the matter is that they've got a GDP target of between 6 to 6.5%. Uh, and given the amount of stimulus that the Chinese have put into the system, it looks as though they're going to try and defend their GDP target quite significantly. So for now, they've been allowing their currency to weaken a little bit. Remember, it has strengthened over the course of the last several years. They're now allowing it to weaken a little bit, and that's giving them some support in the context of global demand that continues to remain relatively downbeat. So for now, certainly supportive of risk appetite, and that should spill over into uh, basically our Friday trading session, maybe help us end the week still on a positive note. Well, Mohammed, uh, it's been a great positive week by and large, and that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you so much, and have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, same to you. And uh, that was Mohammed, Head of Research at uh, NetBank CIB.